Hello and welcome everybody to the Beacon of Light podcast this evening. We are so excited to have you here tonight and we have McCove Johnson. I can say that last name. <laughs> After a little coaching, I can say her first name. <laughs> We're excited to have her here, but before we start talking to her, let's jump into this. I'm April Tribe Juke. Welcome to the Beacon of Light podcast. I believe we are all made with light, and light is hope. This podcast brings authors who write stories of hope to all of you. Your journey to be inspired and amplified by these stories starts now. And we are back. Thank you, everybody, for being here today. And please put down where you're, where you're coming from. And if you have questions to ask McCove live, here she is. So let's, you know, make sure that we really tap on this author and get the information and ask as many questions as possible. So we welcome you all here. Go ahead and put down where it is that you're from and just why you're here and why you are excited to visit with Makov. So Makov, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I appreciate being here, April, and I am in Alaska. I have been here for almost 40 years now. My family moved up from Minnesota, so Alaska is home. And um, these last couple of weeks, it's definitely reminded us that it's Alaska. We had over four feet of snow in three days. And then the wind blew and blew and blew. <laughs> so, um, but we love it here. I love the mountains and just the incredible majesty. Um, I've been married for 28 years and I have three adult children. Um, one's getting married in February. The other two are already married. And then I have a five-year-old. So I'm kind of on round two of parenting and <laughs> that's quite an adventure. And then I became a grandmother this summer on our 28th anniversary too. So it's been a full year. <laughs> wow. Incredible. That's really awesome. Really to see it all kind of come full circle. And just, I always say when those last cabooses come, you're like, oh, I'm really well practiced now. I won't screw you up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that wisdom will come in handy. <laughs> so uh -huh. Macove, we have running on the ticker underneath us here tonight, the mess to majesty, which is um, kind of um, a spectrum. <laughs> That's kind of from here <laughs> way over to there. And tell us a little bit about um, how this book came about and especially with the title. Yeah. So I was in a coaching program that wanted, like one of the assignments was to write like a 20 page ebook. And I just could not come up with anything for this book. And I thought like, if I could get one message out, what would I want that to be? And so the idea of looking at how Jesus interacted with women and their emotions and their hard situations, um, kind of birthed the book and the mess to majesty was because I always felt like such a mess, but I was always trying to get myself together to try harder to do all these things so I could be good enough. And what I learned through the years was that I actually have to just bring my mess to him, to his majesty so that I can be changed and be made like him. I can't do that myself. Great, great message right there. And all the women who are out there listening, we can't do it ourselves and we're not supposed to do it. That's why he came. <laughs> so bring it. Um, here's the secret. He knows anyway. <laughs> so why are you hiding? 
Because he's going to be like, oh, well. It's just like kid, right? When we, when we watch our kids do some crazy, silly things or try to hide something, and everyone in the room saw what happened. <laughs> it wasn't me. No, no, it wasn't me. It's the same idea, right? It's not okay. as, uh, let me, the dog wet the bed. Yeah, let me <laughs> just fix this up just a little bit more. And really, if we just bring that, it. I know it's so simple. I, I didn't mean it to sound easy. But the right. simplicity of it is very clear. So mm-hmm. what gets in our way, Makov? Why don't we just do that? Oh, so many things get in our way. Often our family of, of origin, and unfortunately, oftentimes the church and the religion that comes through the church of telling us that we're saved by grace, but then in the ways that they interact or want us to perform at church or do these other things gives us the message that once we're saved, then like somehow that's back on us and that we need to work and we need to be good enough and we need to fix all these things. And like you said, we can't, we're never meant to, but there's all those ideas and pressures. And one of the hugest things that I see in my clients, which, you know, kind of work with those young moms because motherhood just like pushes all those buttons (laughs) of all those ways that you feel inadequate and failing and all of that stuff. Um, but childhood emotional neglect tells us so many lies of we're responsible for other people's emotions. We're only valuable if we perform right. And unfortunately, a lot of Western Christianity reinforces those messages. So it's a really tough battle. Right. It is a tough battle. And how do you start with um, your clients and how does it start within the book to help us connect and I would say um, through probably discussion or convince you know something that convinces us is how are we going to trust in that and try it out what do you do to help people with that because this, this is a big trust challenge it is a huge trust challenge so Mesta Majesty is a four-week devotional And the first story of each week is my imagination of Jesus encountering one of the women in the Bible that had a mess of one form or another. And so how did he respond to her? What responsibility did he put on her? How did he, you know, just what did that interaction look like? And then the next four stories are stories from my life that I feel like have a similar interaction with the Lord. So they can see, oh, she was struggling with having a voice and saying what she liked. And I've struggled with that. Or um, she struggled with feeling like she was just failing her kids and making them messes too. (laughs) And so there's the stories of how Jesus interacted with the women. And then my stories of how Jesus has interacted with me and shown me that grace and transformation. And in that transformation, was it hard to kind of endure to the end of that transformation? If you know what I mean? It is because that trust factor is there. Like learning to trust is hard. We're we're supposed to learn to trust as children, but our parents are going to fail us. And so then we learn that these people aren't trustworthy. And 
how our parents treat us shapes how we see God. So we have to overcome seeing God like our parents in the ways that they failed to see that he's somebody different. And just like any other relationship that takes time and interaction. And it can get tricky because sometimes we're like, well, God, I can't trust you because you didn't do what I want. And that's not the deal. He never told us he would do what he wanted. <laughs> he just told us he was good and he was faithful and that he is the ultimate of dependable, that he's never leaving us. He's never doing anything that's going to harm us. But it can be hard to trust him when there's things that hurt us because we don't want to hurt. And so learning to trust is a huge, huge journey. Um, and it just, it takes that time to see that over and over again, oh, you were faithful. You really did have my best in mind, even when I couldn't see it. Yeah. It's, it's a great point to, to put across that, um, I, I guess, you know, the, the equation of things of this was my experience, therefore I'm going to put it on all these other, um, relationships I encounter, which is just part of learning, right? Uh, you can see it with kids. Well, I'm not going to speak to her because they were mean to me one time. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they make like clear, clear cut. Mm -hmm. cut or my mom did this to me and it hurt. So I'm never going to be hurt, like that. So yeah. So I'm never going to become like, like this. And I think if we allow our children to feel some of the, how do I say this? Of course they're going to feel pain because that's just life. But understand the struggle is the mess that the Lord is there to help you through. And wise parents can just re-emphasize that. Like, oh, wow, I'm in another mess. Let's go to the Lord. Looks like you're in yeah. a little sticky, tricky. Let's go to him. Mm -hmm. Because I will fail you, not on purpose, just because I'm human. I, mm -hmm. I will. And I think sometimes when we establish that, and we don't make the, the promises. I promise I'll always be here. On the one day you were late in traffic and weren't physically there, broken, mm -hmm. that's it. You know. and, yeah. and it was not the intent. And I know that they, you know, on the spectrum of things, there are going to be evil people that will manipulate. I'm talking about the vast majority of us who we just can't keep all the things that we want to. And, and it's not really our job to. Our job is to do our best to ask for the forgiveness with our kids and learn in the mess together. And that's something very, very helpful to realize if that is truly the way, then together we we do have an advantage over our kids because we should have, I say should, <laughs> we should have <laughs> life experience to say, oh, wait, I need to pause and give them a little bit of my wisdom, not perfection, but some wisdom there and some guidance. They can have the choice to follow it or not. And if they don't, I'm not going to mock and bully them and be like, ah, I told you. We're like, All right, maybe we can pick this up together and, and try again. And remember who can really give you more support than even me. I am here and I'm doing my best, but I rely on him. <laughs> so it's kind of, I think if we have open conversations like that, it's very supportive. Yes. And so with church and with the book through this four week devotional, 
what is it that you would like to share with the women who are watching? Um, how maybe they could in, interpret some of the things they're hearing from church so that it doesn't feel in a conflict or do you kind of see where I'm getting at with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's key to, uh, we often feel like a mess, but to understand that we can't take that on as our identity. So we're in a mess, but we are not a mess. It's not our identity. Our identity is in Christ. And so if there's messages, even from church that contradict that, that are telling you or that you feel like are telling you, you need to get it together, or you're responsible for things that you're not really sure you're responsible for. Like scripture is our standard, not church, because church is being presented by people who are imperfect and they're going to get things wrong and I'm going to get things wrong. So it's always having, <clears throat> pardon me, always having that personal relationship with the Lord to come back to, you know, he gave you his spirit to reside inside of you so that you can check in and be like, is this accurate? Is this, is this true? So learning his voice and learning to feed on his word is where you get the strength to, and the wisdom to filter through those messages that are coming at you, whether it was from your family or from the church or from the culture, but to be like, okay, I have the scripture and I have the spirit inside me so I can trust that witness with my spirit as to what is true and what is not. Yes, very, very true. And as you work through the book, um, how did you decide what stories to put into the book? What scripture stories? What made that decision for you? Um, I think... That's the Lord leading me to women that I felt like were in a mess. So the first woman is the woman at the well. Like that's a pretty big mess. <laughs> and Jesus was so gracious to her and never condemned her. Didn't tell her to move out before she came and talked to him. Didn't say she needed to get married before he could talk to her anymore. Like there wasn't anything she needed to do. And her whole village got saved. Her whole village came to Jesus because of his interaction with her. Um, and then I did the woman with the issue of blood. Like her life had been destroyed because she could no longer interact with the public and people. She was just thrown into poverty and their welfare, which really didn't exist. So to be shunned and thrown out for something she had no control over you know, how many of us have emotional situations like that? Like I am just suffering here and things are so hard and I didn't ask for this. <laughs> and how did he encounter her in that? Um, and then I did the woman with the alabaster jar that came and by their cultural standards made a complete show and fool of herself, putting the oil on Jesus' feet and weeping in public and his response just being so different than the religious leaders of the day and telling her that she would be talked about for all of history. And she is. Um, and then the last one is actually Mary. And, you know, Mary didn't make a mess for herself. But when God came and said, you're going to bear my son, you're going to be the mother of God, that made a mess. And so kind of breaking that idea that 
once we become a Christian and we love the Lord, everything goes well from there on out. Doesn't happen. Like she was obviously in the perfect place doing exactly what she was supposed to do. And stuff was hard. People didn't understand. They had to flee in the middle of the night. Rumors and, you know, just so many things. But that God was obviously with her through all of that. And he wasn't asking her to change or do anything different or make people happy. <laughs> she just needed to continue to obey. Yeah, the really poignant places and stories. And I, I love how in scripture, they're there for a reason, an identification, a relationship, a connection with with our own lives. And sometimes if we kind of ask, I wonder why that story is there? Hmm, what, what can be impact and possibly looking at it a different perspective to glean more of that deeper reasoning and, and meaning, right? Because as we know that that is the word of God, that is there that we can go back and check. You can feel the emotions. You can understand. You can connect with. Because faith and God and action and grace are kind of messy because it might not be logical. It might be too much emotional. Might Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? And the point is through obedience and sacrifice, what can you find? as you come to him and put your mess on the altar. And when you trust in that, it's very individualized. And those others who have, I think, kind of surround and clap and encourage and you can, and I know this will be hard, but we did, I did. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter the what that gets placed there. Cause that's very individual for all of us. No one's going to be, Oh really? You put that up there? Well, I did this. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not or if they are, you don't want to hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so you just have to, it's not the comparison of the mess. It is keep coming. You're almost there. And mm -hmm. it should be that encouragement, right? So within your book, Mess to Majesty, how do we arrive at the majesty? Each day has reflection questions where you can spend time journaling and that's a great place for him to connect with you. <clears throat> and like arriving at his majesty is a step because he's always there. It's just a choice. It's just saying, I'm here because he's always there. So it's just our turning attention to him. There's not this journey. Again, there's not this journey of, oh, I'm a mess. And I shared the mess with Jesus, but now I have all this work to do to get to his majesty. No, you shared your story, he comes, and that's it. And in spending time with him and in trusting how he sees you and the truth that he tells you, that's where you become more like his majesty because you start to believe him more than you believe the painful or confusing circumstances of your past. Thank you. That's very, very clear. And so I hope many of you out there listening tonight can feel of this understanding. So we talked a little bit prior to popping in here, uh, the idea about emotions and how in and through emotions, sometimes they get 
turned into something that's that's bad or illogical or whatever. So share with us a little bit about the emotions and how all of this still works with the Lord. Well, the Lord created us with emotions. He created us in his image and he has emotions. He rejoices over us. He gets angry at things. He has emotions. So emotions are not bad. And I like to do, I do a workshop that's called um, Emotions Shouldn't Drive, but they do get a seat in the car. So yes, we're not to live emotional lives and do whatever we feel like when we're mad or when we're sad or whatever, but the emotions should be sitting in the passenger seat, kind of like reading the map and watching out for things because they give us important information about if we're being treated properly, if things are true, um, what relationships we want to be in and what we need and all of those things, God created our emotions to bring us those messages. And if we don't know how to listen to those messages, because we were taught emotions were bad and we're supposed to ignore those and, you know, don't cry, don't be upset, don't get too excited, <laughs> all of those messages, um, we're missing out on the important messages that our emotions have. And that's why they keep resurfacing because God said his word, his messages for us never return to him void. So if you haven't listened to your emotions yet, that's why they're still there. That's why that thing keeps popping up. There's a message there you haven't listened to yet. And so it's not uh, like, oh, they hurt me. Now I'm going to seek revenge, right? You know, no, but there's a hurt there that the Lord can minister to and bring you healing so that that emotion can now move on. Right. I like how you say sitting there allowed to be the passenger. They might be placed in the back seat sometimes. <laughs> if they're not behaving. Yeah. <laughs> they're not behaving. They gotta go back there for a minute. I won't make you walk home, but you got to sit here. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, you do not yeah. get to drive. Don't grab the steering wheel. <laughs> yep. Not old enough for that driver's license. I'm, I'm doing this and we're going to check through it. And I like how you said with the map, that idea, because really, there are gut checks, right, that that come with the emotion. There's gut checks um, that we really need to follow and listen to and, and, and not question about. Oh, I wonder if that was me or maybe that was right. God or I'm not sure. Just I always say God gave you your guts, so go with it. And yes. so, you know, do that gut check, that emotion and follow those ideas can it, it can definitely help. I like especially in the warning situations. It's there for, for a good reason and, and different than just the black and white of fight or flight or survival. There, there, there's more ingrained within that. So mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of great things that we can use with the emotion. And one of my favorite emotions is joy, right? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want any of that? <laughs> we want mm -hmm. to have that. And as we bring the challenges and the hard problems to to the Lord and, and work with him through things, you know, we can find a way that we find our calm or we find the peace because there's always peace in Christ. There's not going to be peace on, on earth until he comes again. <laughs> so you can still find that peace and allow the emotions to stay within the car, as you say, but not grab the wheel and take over and control. So there's a big difference there. And, the 
the willingness to listen to that and to calm yourself through Christ. And I just don't mean live your life in a calm state. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying the, the calming effect is to understand um, like the opposition in all things, right? You, where we have our highs and our lows that happen. And if we are working through mental illness, there's another comparison. Well, not another. It's not different. It's just maybe a, a little bit more of a layer or a depth to things. So you're not wrong for feeling those things mm -hmm. and talking through them and communicating and going back to truth, which is in scripture and through prayer. A lot of things can really happen clearly. So there's there's many, many, many ideas of, about this going through. So we've just celebrated Christmas and in this mess to majesty, this looks like a great book to get for the new year. And if you want to set things up for yourself to think, you know, how could this year be different than last year? And I know we, we think about things, and I'm not just talking about a particular goal or a New Year's resolution, but there is a shift that can happen. And if you want that, this is an opportunity through her book, um, The Mess to Majesty, to show that you can still arrive there. You can still allow God to love you through the the mess and if you want that even more than maybe what you've had and you're ready because more joy is going to happen through those processes and in the process you're going to find increased wisdom, increased pause time in between. Yes the emotions that happen. So I think this is a, I really encourage you, and this is a, a great opportunity to grab this book and to set yourself up for a new year, a new you that is not all on you. Yes. And it, it never was, but just in case <laughs> you're out there thinking, okay, one more thing to add to the plate. Actually, <laughs> this is the plate. And let's yeah. just, Put all your stuff on it and bring it over. <laughs> so, yes. Makov, what would you like to share with our audience here at the last few minutes that we have at the Beacon of Light podcast? I just encourage you to learn that, like she was saying, to do your gut check. Like, the Holy Spirit is inside of you. And I believe that is your gut check. Like, that is His Spirit speaking to your spirit. So, learn to trust that. And I think in church, religious circles, we're often told we can't trust ourselves. Like the heart is deceitful above all things. Our heart before we were saved was deceitful. But now we have a new heart. We were born again of the spirit. So we can trust our heart now because the Holy Spirit is there. So learning to trust yourself as you are trusting Holy Spirit and that <clears throat> um, I know like when the emotions are trying to drive, like, no, I'm getting back. I'm lining up with Holy Spirit and you can still tell me what you want to tell me, but Holy Spirit and I are making the decisions. <laughs> so I'm going to come back to this place. Like you said, that internal peace, I'm going to come back to this place of peace where I'm connected with God. And I know that he's with me and that he is for me. 
and that together he and I can figure out all of that stuff. I yes. don't have to be under that. I don't have to figure it out and then come. I can come as big of a mess as I feel like I am. And I can find that peace. I can find that safety. And he has the answers I need for whatever mess is out there. Yep. Because in your examples, again, the mess could have happened to you through an accident, through a cause of birth, through somebody else's choices. And the that part is not the focus because then we can change things into blaming and revenge and or the uh, victimhood identity label. No. Where we are, go to God, move forward, take your mess to the majesty and see what can happen. Let's just try yeah. something different. <laughs> and yes. your new year for 2023 can really be something to emphasize and, and improve on. We've all come through so much together. And so why not now start something that can really help you pull through? So McCove, your book, Mess to Majesty, you can be found on Amazon. Is that yes. correct? Awesome. And if they want to contact you, you mentioned coaching and things like that. Do they just go to the website yeah. down there that's running on McCovejohnson.com and there's all the links there to send me a message to learn more about um, that workshop about not letting emotions drive or um, my coaching programs is all there. Awesome. awesome. So you guys all heard that McCovejohnson.com. Go there, ask your questions and see what kind of help and what new year you can make for yourself. Thank you again, everybody. Thank you, Mary Beth. Thank you, Louise, for popping in here live tonight. And thank you for all who will be on the replay and beyond. We're so grateful for all y'all. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.